Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound, and it is episode, are you ready for this big underscore vein? It is episode 400 a Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I, of course, am Brian Breaker, and joining me, as always, Big underscore Bane for the 400th time. Holy crap, man. Yeah, I mean... It didn't uh, dawn on me till I actually said it that this was episode 400. <laughs> yeah, a long, long road to, to get to 400, and my God. Well, you know what's we're funny? Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. We're, we're actually uh, on Skype this week, so... Yeah, little different formula, but our our biggest episode ever, and we're skyping it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had previous weekend commitments. Damn it! Like <laughs> we we had to make it happen. But uh, you're telling me one of your good friends' wedding is more important than our podcast? How dare you? Yeah, I know. How how dare I? Um, <laughs> should should be a fun time though. Um, yeah. Getting to see all those guys. It's been way too long. Absolutely. Um, but I remember getting to episode 100 felt like it, it really felt like a, a number we'll never reach, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like 100 episodes, and then we hit 200. It's like oh wow, then 300. Now it's 400 episodes. Like that's it doesn't seem like a logical number because I never, I never not that I didn't want to like keep doing this. I just never anticipated it going that long. I guess. Yeah, and I mean, we're damn near at eight years of doing this podcast. So, fun fact, the people, I know a lot of people probably came in later on, but um, however you uh, however you, you joined in on on listening to us, whether you've been here from the beginning or just recently found us or whatever it might be, we started this show before the WWE Network launched, because that was like a main topic we discussed, is what's this network going to be like, remember? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, straight up, like, that was the crux of the show for a while because yep like we were so excited about this network and then of course as you remember when it launched like you couldn't watch anything on demand it wouldn't work and yep we were all we were all pissed off about that then of course the network you know eventually became what it became and it was the greatest thing ever and now it's on peacock and not quite the same definitely not the same at all and i mean another one of our huge topics when we first started was sting coming to the wwe is it gonna happen yeah, he's already because, had a had a run, retired, went to the Hall of Fame, and is in another company. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's insane. I mean all the all the big stories that that we covered on this podcast, and and we've kind of outlasted a lot of things. It really it really is pretty crazy. And then you know I think it's really cool because when we started podcasting, I feel like we were just a shade ahead of the podcast boom. Like just yeah. a smidge, like I had I had done a podcast with another guy. I was like, man, this is really fun. I would like to do this. It seems like it's doable. I hit you up because I knew we had a good rapport, and you are way more technically savvy than I was. And mm -hmm. 
you know, you're in, and of course, also too, it worked out because you had a lot of equipment already. Which I mean, we've changed all of that since then. But at the time, like you had microphones and stuff, which you know was yeah. a thing because of, of your music, and it was so weird. Like we recorded the first ever episode at my parents' kitchen table. Oh yeah, and then you know we've changed locations. Geez, how I don't know how many times, and it's always kind of been different. I feel like my house now is probably our best one. I mean, yeah. a lot of that has to do with the chairs, and we've, you know, we've kind of made it a studio, so to speak, or a makeshift studio. But yeah, I don't know. It's crazy, man. It's crazy to think like how long this is this is gone, and how much we've done. And then also, too, I think the coolest thing about this, and this is not at all what I expected, is to make friends from the show, like people that I consider good friends that we literally just met through podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've met a ton of of really cool people through this show. Yeah, it's it's been I don't know it's been really been really fun and uh, you know I think it's it's so interesting to think like cause I remember I don't know if you took tech ed in junior high, um, but when I was in seventh grade and you probably did this too we had you had like a uh, a nine weeks or half a semester in like one mm-hmm. of four classes and one of them was tech ed. And while you're in tech ed, like every week there were like nine stations and you'd go to a different station. One of the stations was radio broadcasting. Did you ever do that? No. See, I never had tech ed. I actually wish that I had taken it, but I never did. Dude, that I remember because like all the stations were different. Like one of them was um, like Sim City or something like building the city. Yeah. Which, you know, was basically just a computer game at the time. Yeah. And then uh, there was a few other stations, but I remember that one being really fun because we um, he had like a karaoke machine. Yep, I had handheld microphones, and so we could like, and he showed us how to use it. We basically made a thirty-minute radio show and added commercials, talking music. It was really fun, and I remember at that point thinking like, "This is fun," and I never thought like a career in broadcasting was going to happen or anything like that. Not that. We're professional broadcasters because we're certainly not. But I don't know. There's something about this medium that I really enjoy. And I think it's it's really cool the fact that we can produce this on our own, make our own show. People actually like it and listen to it. It's pretty mm-hmm. awesome, man. Yeah, it really is cool, man. And, I mean, there's a there's a lot of this is, like you said, it's definitely not the same as a uh, career in radio. But it's it's about as close as two guys with zero experience in radio can get. And um, it's it's been a lot of fun for me too. I mean, I, I really enjoy the. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's stressful at times, but I mean, it's it's uh, it's there's a lot of fun too that goes along with doing this podcast shit. Oh, for sure, and, and yeah, it can be anything. I think anything that you take pride in can be stressful. I'm sure absolutely. making your music can be stressful. You know? Oh, oh, absolutely. You know, um, it's just a part of the part of the game. Well, we got some uh, we got some wrestling talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. All right. So uh, we got we got to touch on this because this is just fantastic. Bearcat Keith Lee, big underscore Bane. Yes. Um, why? Like, that's the question. Yeah, and and I'll be honest, I don't know. Uh, apparently, there is a uh, legendary wrestler by the name of uh, nickname of Bearcat, and I apparently Bear, Bearcat Wright, I think. Yes, and I, I I'm thought that he was the first ever African American champion. Um, I I thought that's what I had read. So so it's like an I'm homage a, to him, then. Yeah, I guess it's like an homage to him. <clears throat> but then again, I I think that. That has to be under the assumption that that would make it Keith Lee's idea, um, right? But which it does not know. seem like it is. Yeah, it it, and I think that's just because of the patterns that we have seen WWE's main roster go with um, with the NXT wrestlers, and especially Keith Lee, because mm-hmm. Keith Lee's gone through a lot of changes on the main roster. Well, we forgot this. Thanks, Stone Cold. <laughs> Shout out to Stone Cold. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna get pissed. Whip our ass. Yeah, he is. Um, so Damn it. <laughs> on to the Keith Lee thing. Like Keith Lee, I feel like is one of those anomaly superstars where there's clearly something special, but it's sometimes 
he, he doesn't fit the typical mold. And I completely get that. And I, to me, though, what makes Keith Lee good is the fact that he's Keith Lee. Right. Um, the whole Bearcat thing, like, I'm not... I mean, like if they if that gets him on TV, I'm like okay, you know, like if they want to call him the Bearcat Keith Lee, and that gets him on TV, like I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, but I also I also feel like nicknames have to seem organic, and yep. the second you start like putting it on his gear, and I'm sure it was on his Titantron and on the name graphic and everything, it's not organic. Like when when Jim Ross started calling Kane the Devil's favorite demon. Like that yeah. seemed organic, even though it's probably something he thought of, and it's a great nickname. But or like the Phenom, the Undertaker, you know, like that's it came across like organic. Yeah. Um, so when you when you were like all of a sudden like, hey, we're gonna stick him with this nickname and we're gonna push it down your throat, that's when I feel like people resist the most. Yeah, and and I'm right there with you. I mean, I I don't know, and and I think it's one of those things where they're trying to utilize him in some capacity and maybe it's it's like they feel like they need that fresh coat of paint on him and and again maybe that was his idea but maybe they just said hey come up with something Um, and that could be where it's like hey you need a nickname come up with something you got a week yeah but then again i liked limitless keith lee you know i thought i thought that was cool um but maybe it it kind of seems like from the match that he had under this name, it kind of seemed like he was kind of more of a heel. So maybe he wanted to change from Limitless Keith Lee to Keith the Bearcat Lee, which I hate the fact that it's in the middle. Cause it oh, is does, it really? It, yeah, it's in the middle. So it's Keith, Keith the Bearcat Lee. It's Keith Bearcat Lee. Yeah. So it's like, and that, that doesn't flow the same way that like Brett the Hitman Heart does. No. It's, It'd be like Rick the Ravishing Rude. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> well. I, some, I, I've heard people call him Randy the Macho Man Savage, and that works better than this. But that's still not great. It's Macho Man Randy Savage. Right. Exactly. So some sometimes like placement in nicknames is a lot better. Like I feel like if it was Bearcat Keith Lee, that sounds a lot better than Keith Bearcat Lee. Man, I. That's what's weird about WWE is I feel like they miss on a lot of things that shouldn't be that difficult. And it and it's usually just tiny little things, like but it's, it's, but it's but it's big in the grand scheme. The you know the Viking experience, yeah. Eric yeah. and Ivar, like what the hell is that? You know, right? And I mean, hell, Hanson and Roe. I thought those names were badass. I mean, on that yeah. on that front, I mean, but is what it is. I mean, I'm kind of used to that now, and I think we'll get used to Bearcat Keith Lee or Keith Bearcat Lee too. But um, I don't know. It's just one of those weird things. See, I also feel the same with. They changed Matt Riddle to just Riddle. Yeah. And I'm like, I get it because it's like, you know, Goldberg. I know for a while they were just calling Bobby Lashley Lashley, you know. But right. when your last name is also like a term, that's super confusing to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, it's Riddle. Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It, it takes away, like, Matt Riddle's a badass dude. Like, when you call him just Riddle, I feel like it takes away a lot of his toughness, in my opinion. Yeah, and well, and and that could be one of those things where maybe Vince was like, "Well, Matt's not really a tough guy name," but at the same time, like, neither, well, neither is Bill. Neither's, yeah, neither's Daniel Bryan, you know, right? And so I, I don't know. But then again, WWE is always about those one-word names. I mean, hell, they had Charlotte Flair be Charlotte for years, and yeah, Cesaro, yeah, and it's rusev's another one i mean they they were really all in on those one word names for a while Mm -hmm. yeah i i don't hell you never know what they're thinking i just thought that was such a weird thing um yeah bobby fish making some headway uh possible well it's not possible it's confirmed he is coming to aew he is challenging the new uh tnt champion sammy guevara for the tnt title he just beat miro this week First of all, I, I'm a big fan of Sammy Guevara. He was a guy that I didn't get at first, but he's really grown on me. Yep. And um, he, I didn't, I mean, Miro was on a huge tear as the TNT champion, so I thought that was a really cool little title change they did. Yep. And Bobby Fish is the first challenger. I mean, dude, Bobby Fish would be a huge asset to AEW. Absolutely. And I think that's going to be one hell of a match. I've, I loved Bobby Fish's work in NXT. And uh, I'm excited to see what he does over here in AEW. 
Yeah, definitely. And, and he again, he falls in that category of like a really good worker that WWE let go, and AEW seems to going to be capitalizing on him. I don't, I don't get it personally. I don't know why they would let someone like Bobby go, but there you have it. Yeah, and I, I know Bobby's a little bit older than most of the other cats in NXT, um, but at the same time, I mean, age equals experience in a lot of in, in a lot of ways. Sure. And so. Uh, I, I think I think he's a good asset to have around, even you know, e- even if they would have moved him to a, a more of a part time position and and had him be kind of a you know player coach type of mm. thing in NXT. I think that would have been smart on their part. Oh, definitely. Um, rumor has it um, I didn't even make a note of this, but it's we're talking about Bray Wyatt's contracts up the end of October. Um, do you think he he shows up in AEW? And if he does, like, what does he do? His uh, his his no compete clause. You mean? Is yeah, that- yeah, that's what I mean. Well, I mean, technically, so this is a this is kind of a, a thing people don't get. The no compete works because they keep paying you until that day, right? So you're technically still you're under still contract. employed. You're still under contract. Yeah. Um. So it's October. October twenty ninth, I think, is what I was reading. Oof. That's right before Halloween, too. I mean, talk about timing is everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I saw some rumors that he might be going to Impact. I know Meltzer said that, but at the same time, it's Meltzer. Um, so I don't know what to believe on his end. But at the same time, like, I feel like if if one guy is going to go to AEW, that's the guy. That That's the guy that needs to go to AEW. I mean, if you're Tony Khan, you're, you're, you're throwing a pretty big play at Bray Wyatt, right? Yeah, because to me, to me, he's as big of a star, if not bigger, to me than Daniel Bryan. No, I agree um, with that. And the reason I say that is because he's he's done all the same things that Daniel Bryan has done in the WWE, but yet he's way younger. And I feel like Bray Wyatt is just now hitting that peak, whereas Daniel Bryan's kind of on his wind down a yeah. little bit. Well, he's like punk, uh, right? It's it's the uh, yeah. It's I mean I don't want to say like retirement tour, but it's like that. And I, I mean I think they both probably have a few years left in the tank pretty easily. Sure, sure. I, I mean I honestly feel like Punk is moving. He looks he looks and feels healthier than he did when he was in WWE in 2014, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's also because he's not working every single day of the week too. Right, and, and I mean, I I feel like they've done a really good job of keeping him on the show, but not yep. wrestling every night. Which again, he doesn't need to. Neither, but neither no. does Bray Wyatt. Neither does Kenny Omega. Neither, neither does Sting. Like, have him in the mix, but he doesn't need to be out there working every single night. Exactly. So I I personally think Bray showing up is a huge game changer for for AEW. I don't really at all understand the logic of letting him go that to, again, I equate that to like in 98 events was like, Hey, I'm letting go of the undertaker. Like, uh, what? <laughs> right. Why yeah. the hell would you do that? You know, it just doesn't make yeah. any sense to me or, or, or mankind, you know, we're getting rid of him. Yeah. The Steve yeah, Austin just, guy. I don't know. He's damaged goods. Let's get rid of him. Right. And so I, I don't know. And then again, WWE might, might then again, make another offer and, and bring him back. I mean, who knows? Well, and they may, but I mean, at this, at that point, I'd be kind of pissed and be like, "No, I'm going elsewhere." You know, up yours, pal. Yeah. Well, apparently, Big Underscore Band, you can say shit on NXT now. Well, holy shit! <laughs> I mean, is this a case in point of AEW saying it? So they're like, "All right, guys, we need some more shit skis in here." Like this ain't. We need. I don't know. Like I. I appreciate. This is such a weird thing to discuss, but I don't think bad language is necessary in wrestling. Uh-huh. But I mean if Steve Austin says give me a heck yeah like it doesn't have the same effect, right? Well, right. And and that's the thing. I think if you're going to use certain vocabulary, it needs to be on a regular enough basis that it almost becomes white noise and you don't even think about it. Like when AEW uses shit, I don't really like think about them using it because it's it's used so regularly that it almost seems like part of the conversation as a normal thing, right? 
But like when WWE pulls it out, and they've pulled it out a lot more recently, they really emphasize the shit word. And like Bobby Lashley at Extreme Rules, when he was talking about uh, Big E, and and the way he cashed in his money in the bank, he was like, "That makes you a chicken shit." <laughs> and right, just like over a, the top. A, right, a big pause after that, like he was waiting for the reaction, and then they they made it a point to replay that phrase on raw the next day without blanking it out. And so, and then here, you know, baby, baby Braun breaker is like saying it, you know, on NXT too. And it's like, I, I, I don't know. I think if you're going to use those words, it just needs to feel, it needs to not feel forced. Well, what I mean, like, it's hard for WWE to do something that doesn't feel forced, in my opinion. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you remember, like, when we were younger and we, like, really felt like we weren't supposed to cuss, mm-hmm. but we would cuss, and it, we, like, really put emphasis on those cuss words. And, and like, that's the way it feels. It feels like a little kid who's, like, their parents aren't around, so they're really going to let it fly. Yeah, it's like we're at school. We can cuss now. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but again, that's that to me is the problem. The thing is is like when you throw the word shit out so often, I don't know, it just it doesn't it desensitizes itself. Right. And, and I mean, here's the thing, like I remember I don't recall them really ever saying that in the 90s and if they did, it was very very limited and usually bleeped. But we're looking at yeah. television shows on network television that say it all the time, right? Well, and I, I recall the the main the main time I can remember it being said on the microphone was when Bret Hart said it, right after that cage match. That was really the only time that I can recall it being said on camera. But I, I that was probably a pay per view. No, that was a raw actually. Oh, was it a raw? That's when he, when he shoved Vince down. Yeah, I said this is bullshit. Yeah, well, he had actually even said in an interview they were supposed to bleep him. Yeah. And they, I don't think they did or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, to me, it's – that's like that, – to me, like, if, if you're WWE and you're trying to freshen your product, that's not the way. Like, that's not like, going to be like, oh, man, I make sure we watch Raw Live because Bobby Lashley might say, might say the shit word tonight. <laughs> like, yeah. I could care less about that. To me, it's like it's it's garnish on top of – a decent program. Like if you have two people that despise each other and they drop harsh language, it emphasizes the anger that's there. And that's the reason they're fighting and blah, 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 blah. But if it's just casually thrown out there, you're a chicken shit. Like, yeah. Like you said, it's, it's overemphasized and it comes across as just bad acting. Yeah. Well, and poor Bobby Lashley, he's terrible on the microphone anyway. So, right, it's which is probably why they gave him that word, like, "Oh, this will help you." Yeah, and it it could be because it's, you know, but but then again, it it came across just really, really poor, and it's, you know, again, I feel bad for the guy because he's a legit badass and he could literally kick everybody's ass, I would assume, and, uh, but he just he cannot talk. I remember in like 06, he had this infamous promo um, where, you know, he was feuding with Finley a lot at that time, which was smart because Finley was such a good worker. Yeah. And, you know, Finley's thing is, my name is Finley and I love to fight. And oh, yeah. Bobby Bobby came out and he was like, you say your name is Finley and you love to fight. I say your name is Finley and you're a bastard. But he has a slight list, so like the internet was going crazy saying bath turd. Just like again, like you're trying to make the guy edgy, and it's like you are doing him no favors. No, like to me, like that whole exchange would have been so much better if he had just double legged him and not said anything and start beating the piss out of him. Yeah, it's it's that weird thing of like, no, we're gonna have him cut a promo, and it like sucks dick horribly. I don't know. Right? Yeah. Not not a fan. No. Um, Leo Rush is all elite. Um, yeah. Last I heard, this Come guy up. retired. I was going to say, coming out of retirement. So what's funny about that, if I remember, if I read this correctly, he retired, but then he was like, I want to fulfill my NJPW dates, which I guess he's about done with, and now he's signed with AEW. Yeah. So like, I don't think he ever actually stopped wrestling. Like, what the hell? 
Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's a one of those cases like maybe something didn't go your way and you're like, okay, well I'm done, and then you really don't want to be done because you're still in your like mid twenties. And right, so, and you still need to make you know, your house payments, <laughs> right? And so it's it's like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll come back. I think it's just a uh, well. I told you before, I'm not a fan of the guy, and, and it's it's things like that to make me like not a fan of him. I'm just like, yeah, I I don't care, you know. Like he, I did see I, his little vignette, and it wasn't bad. Like it looked like he was almost like trying to sell a, a pyramid scheme, but yeah. which that actually wouldn't be a terrible character, honestly. But no. Yeah, I was just I, like, ugh, ugh. I am. I actually am a fan of Leo Rush. I, I think his in ring work is fantastic. I think he's he's great on the microphone. I just think he's young and dumb, and that's that's what it is. And I think that's probably. I'm guessing here, but I would assume that's probably what ruins you on him is just the fact that he's young and stupid. And yeah, but it's just something about him. Like he's got go away heat with me. I just don't. I don't, and I don't, I can't explain it. I mean, there's some guys in wrestling that just have that where you're just like, I just don't care. And like, I don't probably, want to watch this guy at all. And he, it's false. Like yeah, it's probably the same with me and uh, Kenny Omega's manager right now, Don Callis or whatever. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. You're just like, yeah. I can't stand that guy. And I'm it's, like, it's, not I that enjoy I Don Callis. I just don't want to see him. I, I enjoy Don Callis because I think he's a good heel, but it's like, I, I, but I totally get that. You know, like I could, same way, like, a. I can appreciate Jim Cornette, but when he just starts doing three-hour podcasts dogging AEW, it's like that's not what I want to hear. I want to hear you telling stories of Memphis, you know, like right. That's what I enjoy about the guy. So I think it's something similar to that. Um, but I mean, good on good on Leo Rush. You know, I think WWE did not use him very well, and now maybe it's his opportunity to kind of win people over. Maybe myself included. Who knows? Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens there, but yeah, I know Tony Khan was definitely interested in bringing in Leo Rush, so so good on him, make that money. Um, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Arn Anderson made some made some news. He had uh, so about a week ago, he slips off the ring apron, and I don't know how. If you, I'm sure you saw the clip, and I remember just being like, oh, like that just sucks, you know, yeah. like because he was trying to swing around the post, and you know, Arn's got a bad hand, as we all know from his neck yeah. injury, so. Trying to swing around the post. Let's be honest; that's not the easiest thing to do, like when you're fresh and and all that stuff. It just it's easy to slip off, and so he slipped and fell. And I was just like, "Oh, poor Arn." Yeah. But then he comes out this week, and he just cuts this like, dude. This is just like a one of those promos. Where you're like, "Holy shit!" Like that's why you don't script a promo right there. Yeah, a scathing promo for sure. It um the the. The analogy of getting carjacked is one that I don't think I've ever heard in professional wrestling. And and then for him to say, like, I'm the type of guy who will pull out the Glock, point it at his forehead, and blast his brains all over the concrete, like, my God. You know, yeah. it just it, it reminds me of, like... But here's the thing. He didn't need to say shit on there, right? Cause, exactly. He painted a hell of a picture without using any curse words. <laughs> but that to me, like that's the real art form. Like I remember, there was a, a guy on the Independence that I guess when he would come out through the curtain, and fans would boo him. He'd be like, "F you, F you, F you!" Like to every person, and people were like, "I right. remember one of my trainers was like, that's just such cheap heat." Like, yeah, they they are booing you, so it's just like "F you, F you, F you." It's like it's so cheap. Like, do something else. Like there was a guy in Ring of Honor name, gosh, I can't think of his name right now. Jimmy Rave, that was his name. And yeah. this was such a good gimmick. He'd come out, he had this like look on his face, like, I hate all these people. He'd get in the ring, he'd throw his hands up, and the second he would do that, everyone would just launch toilet paper like streamers at him. Oh, yeah. And he would get so pissed, and he would throw every single one of them back. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> that's good shit, though. You know what I mean? Because I think that's... If you if you always look at wrestling as like it's it, wrestling's a totally different thing. Look, what's one thing the non fans going to remember? That they're going to remember. Yeah, the dude that got pelted with toilet paper and made sure he threw every single roll back in the crowd. Like that's good stuff. Yeah. And it, to me, like that's that's like not the type of heat. Like, yeah, is he? Yeah, is he? Is he asking for that reaction? Like knowing when he throws his hands up or whatever it was he did 
they're going to throw the toilet paper. Yes, but he's not. You know what I mean? He's not like if you if you it's it's totally a different type of heat and yeah. And, and again, I think right there with Arn Anderson, like I don't feel like he's done a lot of promos since he's been in AEW, but that proved right there. It's like, dude, still has it for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and and again, I feel like there's not a lot of guys that can make that promo work too, because. But he also made it a point to say, like, you know, because they were talking about Malachi Black, and that was the whole point about that promo. And he said, like, he's like, Cody, I would get in this ring and fight him myself, but I'm just too damn old. Mm-hmm. And and then that that kind of led about to, you know, the the whole gun part, and he and it was basically him saying like. I'm going to protect myself with anything I got. And and it was just it there was a point to him saying that it wasn't just like I'm going to pull out a gun and you know pop you. It was <laughs> like there was a point to it and it was like shit's fucking badass. And there's not a lot of guys that I, I feel like a lot of guys will say things to get that reaction, but there's not a whole lot of meaning behind what they're saying and and uh Arn just does such a fantastic job of like making sure everything that he says has meaning. Which again, I think that's part of the that's the key, right? Is making yeah making people believe what you're saying is like a legitimate thing instead of reading a script, um, right? And I feel like that kind of goes back to the whole thing of like promos like that. That's the stuff that like you stop and be like, oh damn, that was good, or I need to rewatch that again. That was good. Like I remember when Jake Roberts debuted in AEW, his promo was like that. It was real. It really hit. Yeah, and stuff like that. I feel like is what's missing. Absolutely, we got a little bit of got a little bit of movie talk here. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. This is Break of and Bane up at the movies. Yeah. This is Break of and Bane up at the movies. Yeah. All right, fellas, go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane, it has officially been announced. Season 4 of Cobra Kai will debut on Netflix December the 31st. That's an interesting day, right? It is. It is. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Um, I don't know what day of the week that falls on. I assume it's a Friday because usually the new stuff shows up on Friday. But... um, I know you kind of came around on Cobra Kai a little bit late, but, man, it's a great show. What do you think about it? I'm really digging it. Yeah, I came in late on that just because uh, it was on YouTube TV and I had no you know, desire to get YouTube TV. I think that's um, how a lot of people were. It's like I don't need an- another streaming service for one show. Yeah, and so I um, I luckily held out and it, it showed up to Netflix. And, yeah, I'm, I'm really digging it. So I'm super excited about this new season. I am too. I, I – uh, I absolutely love Cobra Kai. I think it's been, I think it's been an amazing, amazing show. So I'm, I'm very much, very much looking forward to it. Uh, season four is going to be killer, um, and they're already, you know, re- renewed it for a fifth season. So, yeah, that's great stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Netflix, I have binge watched this show and I, I, I feel like I've told on the podcast quite a few times I haven't I don't really get on Netflix very much. But I, I, I got on it to see their Halloween stuff and I ran across this new show called Squid Game mm-hmm. and it is um it is like hugely popular popular, I guess, right now. And it is a um Korean show actually, but they have the uh the dubs for English and I saw somebody put that over on social media. Like you need to watch holy, it. It's so good, dude. Holy shit. It is fantastic. Uh, basically what it is, is it gathers up like over 400 people who are in debt, bring them to this one location and they all play like games like you played when you were kids. So like the first game is red light, green light. And like basically, you know, if you win, you move on to the next round if you don't win, you get eliminated, a.k.a. they blast your effing face off. Um, well, that's kind of a risky game. Dude, it is insane. But, like, so, like, the whole point is that, like, everybody playing this game is, like, mega in debt. And for every person that ends up getting eliminated, like, I think it was, like, like um, $1 million uh, or something like that gets added to the pot. 
or some, it's or a hundred million dollars or something like that. But it's whatever Korean money is. I think it's one is what they call it. But yeah. Um, anyway, it's dude. It's an insane show. If you get time, if you're listening to the show and you get time, check that out. I highly recommend it. My God, it's amazing. What's it called again? It's called Squid Game. I'll have to check that out. It's a series. Yep, it's uh, it's nine episodes. That's awesome. That is very yeah. very cool. Um. We have a little bit of toy talk. Why do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. All right, big underscore band. I didn't even prep you on this ahead of time because I just I, I was trying to think of something we could talk about here. But um, I picked this up at I, I did a little unboxing video which you can check out on our Patreon. I yeah. picked these up at Target the other day. They're called Aikido Warriors, and I've seen them there before. Didn't really know much about them. The main reason I picked them up is um, my nephew has been telling me for a really long time he wants to do a kids YouTube channel, and I'm like, yeah. well, okay. I could help you do it. I don't really know what you would do, but, you know, yeah, it's something we could do. His mom, my sister, was like, yeah, that's fine if he wants to do it, as long as we monitor it and stuff. Yeah. And I asked him if he knew what Aikido Warriors were, and apparently they're big on kids' YouTube where they do, they play them. And they're kind of like they're kind of like karate fighters. And so I bought this pack, and um, one of them was like an evil clown, kind of like Doink or Krusty, and then like this kung fu guy. And then they also have like mystery packs, and those are like five dollars for the mystery pack. But it's like a, it's a fi- you don't know what the figure is going to be. Yeah, dude, I'll tell like the idea of unboxing mystery figures is super fun. Like it, it's it's a pretty cool little like the game itself is pretty fun. Like the little figures are only probably about an inch tall, but if you hit their head, basically their body just falls apart, and that signifies you lost. Like the uh, the little controller that they're on has a scorecard, so you can kind of keep score like. There's up to 10 points. It's a pretty cool little thing, man. Like, um, and doing the unboxing of the mystery figures has kind of been a, kind of been a fun thing. And it's got a little, it's got a little checklist and this is kind of where it, it feels like it's like a game and a collectible oh, nice. because there's all these different categories. So you have the classic epic ultra rare and legendary and then exclusive ultra rare. So there's all these different figures and they all vary in value and stuff. Awesome. So it's, it's pretty it's pretty cool. So next time we were able to podcast in person, maybe we could, you know, play them a little bit on the show. It's I don't know. It's just it's kind of a fun thing. Like I got, I ended up buying a couple of more of the mystery characters. One of them I got is uh, his name is Shreddy Bear, and he kind of looks like an evil Care Bear, okay. which is fantastic. <laughs> and then this other mystery guy I got, he's like a Viking. So I mean, they, awesome. I, they have their names on here, but but then I got the clown and. Stuff like that. So I mean, I don't know. Kind of a kind of a fun little thing. And you know, I know we've discussed a lot about toys and collectibles, and you know, are they geared towards kids or are collectibles geared more towards adults? And yeah, I feel like this is the first time where I'm like, these actually, I feel like are geared towards kids. I, I feel like adult collectors could get into them, but I do feel like it's a it's a kid geared thing, which is which is fun. You don't see that as much anymore. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a great idea. And also too, I I dig and I talked to you know Travis Fowler on TV Toycast about this, but I dig the fact that that's like a five dollar price point because you just don't see that anymore. Yeah, I think I think uh, more toys need to be that price point, dude. Uh, have you noticed all the figures have actually gone up in price a couple of bucks? Is it like is it like twelve ninety nine now or fourteen ninety nine or something? Well, like that? elites are like twenty two. Yeah, and so. I don't know if basics went up, but I, I know uh, I know Mattel did a price jump, and I think Hasbro did too. So like, you know, typically like nineteen ninety nine was kind of the standard issue for that type of figure. And I think they're all yeah. like twenty one ninety nine now. Jeez. So I mean, again, it's just like, well, that sucks, you know. But that's just that's just kind of the way it is. But you know, with these, I think it's cool because you can do the the, the single fig, figure mystery pack. Those are five. They had a they had a two pack and that was ten. They have three packs for fifteen and four packs for twenty and stuff like that. So again, it's it's kind of cool because there's a bunch of different ways to collect. But also too, the mystery packs could get dangerous if you start getting a good collection because it's very. I'm sure it's very easy to get a uh, you know the same figure multiple times. Oh yeah, for sure. But and Travis actually showed me like I, I have a little. They gave you a little guide here. There's a limited edition. 
Um, very hard to find. Uh, his name is Stormstrike. And it's a glow-in-the-dark figure. I guess it's ultra, ultra rare. And Travis sent me an eBay link, and it was going for $1,200. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's fun for kids. Could be fun for collectors. This might be one of the first toy lines in years where it's kind of hit both sides of the coin. Very, very hard. Yeah, for sure. Well, big underscore Bane, um, fatality has happened. We are back on the road to ghosts, goblins, and grapple holds. We got some updates for people. What do you want to talk about here? Well, you know, Brick, I've been, dude, I've been holding this in all episode. Uh, oh, I'm a God, little bit, go. I'm a little bit peeved off at you and, uh, and Bill Venus, you know, uh, for one, you know, we talked last week about how Jack Gamble, uh, dropped the gatekeeper championship at fatality, not, not, you know, vacating it, but just physically dropped the title on the rampway and walked away from it. And it had all of us confused for sure. So I asked you to communicate with him, figure out what the dealio is with it. Well, apparently Bill Benis on commentary said that you and him talked to Jack Gamble and Jack Gamble debuted a brand new title this Friday at Adrenaline uh, called the Grand Prix Openweight Championship. And I'm just pissed off more than anything that I wasn't involved in this, Breaker. So, real quick, why is everything about you? I'm the majority shareholder of PHPW. I feel like I need to be involved in the decision-making. And, and why is Bill Benis even a part of it? He's not, he's not an owner. Like, why did you communicate with Bill Benis to get this? Like, that makes zero sense to me. You don't even like Bill Benis. I don't, but I also don't really like you, so that's kind of why. So let, let, me, let me just – here's what I know, and we'll kind of go from there. So Jack Gamble, after you know, after some, I took, I gave him some time to cool down. I said, you know, cool, cool your jets, and let, let's have a little conversation. We go back many years, as you know, and he told me he was like, I don't like the fact that people look at the gatekeeper title as less than. He said, I worked my ass off to get this title, and to me, it's as big a deal as the PHPW Championship. And I was like, yeah. I can, I can respect that. Was, I get it. Problem is, everyone looks at this as the stepping stone to the PHPW Championship, and I'm like, sure. And um, and he was like, in my opinion, I'm a better champion than Tier One ever was. I'm a better champion than Elvis Aliaga ever was. I'm a better champion than Mike the Cleaner ever was. And he said, I want, I want this title to represent that. And so he told me that he is officially. Officially vacating the gatekeeper championship, beginner score bay. But wait, before you go insane and start throwing crap around, he vacated that title, but at the same time, he has declared himself the first ever inaugural PHPW Grand Prix Open Weight Championship. And what that means is really anyone's guess, but he claims that this title is on par with the PHPW Championship. And I am pretty sure he will be debuting that title very soon. Well, Breaker, he showed up with it on Adrenaline, and it's a beautiful title. Don't get sure. me wrong. But it's... I I just... I, I feel like I need to be in the loop on these things, Breaker. I mean... Well, of course you do. I, and, I mean, and of I'm, course you feel that way, but you don't. Yeah, you know, I'm a... I'm a little bit perturbed that you, of all people, don't get that. And you, you go behind my back, hang out with uh, old Billy B, and and just, you know, make decisions without me. It's almost like, I mean, I think this would be a lot worse. I mean, you, you tell me, like, but what if I brought in people to just beat up random guys so they couldn't get title matches? And, you know, throw my power around so that a guy that I personally disliked lost his title just to mm -hmm. make his life miserable. You know what I mean? It, it's kind of kind of yeah. feels like that, doesn't it? 
Yeah, as majority shareholder, I would be highly upset by that. Yes. Yeah, and and you did all of those things. As majority shareholder, it's acceptable. It is I not. It. it is not acceptable. And you don't like it. Well, guess what? I'm still 49% owner, pal. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Some, something doesn't smell right here. Either way, it's a gorgeous title, and I'm excited for Jack Gamble. And I think this new division is going to be fantastic for all the PHPW competitors. Um, but I have questions about this championship breaker. What are your questions? So, I mean... Is he going? How how often is this going to be defended? Because he's he's talking like this is like a workhorse championship. I mean, are we talking like you know open weight, open challenges here? I mean, or is this going to be defended on pay per views like the other one? What's happening here? I mean, the way I see it, Jack Gamble's a fighting champion, and I don't see him turning down any challenger, whether that's on adrenaline, whether that's on pay per view. And as far as I'm concerned, you know. Let's let's make him earn that title. I mean, because here's the thing too. Like, uh, and, and I told Jack Gamble this. I was like, you know, you, you're throwing down our title live on pay per view in front of a capacity crowd. We're live on YouTube. Like, it makes all of us look bad. So it's not a good look. You got to communicate with you know the boss and and Bane as well, and let us know what I'm is happening. Boss. Wait, what? I'm the boss. You're the boss. I'm the big chief. I'm the boss. You just make up nicknames for yourself? I'm, 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 I'm El Jefe. El Jefe? Yes. I think you that's have the, another uh, report due at the Daily Planet there, pal. That's the boss, that's the boss in Spanish, El Jefe. I am, I, am, I am the man. Congratulations on that. But anyway, that being said, Jack Gamble is the new PHPW uh, Grand Prix Openweight Champion. And I, well, I think he'll take on all comers, throw him out, well, throw him out to him. He'll he'll knock him down. Fine, maybe maybe just next week on adrenaline, I'll put him in a you know a, a, a fatal five way, and we'll just see if he can hack it. Well, I mean that's the thing. He's kind of you know dug his own grave in a lot of cases, right? He has not made a lot of friends. I know him and John Webb are probably not on speaking terms at this point. Former PHPW tag team champions, but prove yourself, man. Well. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to put him in a fatal five-way. What I am going to do, though, Breaker, is next week on Adrenaline, I'm going to have a number, number one contendership for the Grand Prix Openweight Championship. I like it. And I'm going to have Scott Toon a fully poseable. Oh, that's a that's an opportunity there for uh, Scott Toon. I like it. Yeah, because if you ask me, Jeff with one F doesn't deserve it. You know, well, that's that's un, un. He just came I, got back from injury. I think he does deserve I, it. I I don't trust Jeff with one F. He brings people on his show like you know Tier One Travis Fowler. I'm yeah. not going to give him an opportunity, but I am going to give Scott Tune an opportunity. Okay, and then he's going to take on Eric Brown of doing the favor. Ooh, another tag team specialist. Yes. So Scott Tune, Eric Brown, one of these two men. We'll have an opportunity to face Jack Gamble as Jack Gamble defends for the first time ever the Grand Prix Openweight Championship. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's a beautiful looking title, as everyone will see on Adrenaline. If you're if you're a patron member, and uh, I'm, I'm curious to see who the who the next challenger is going to be for Jack Gamble. It's going to be a quite a match. Yeah, it, but here, here one, one more quick thing for Adrenaline Breaker. Um, again, I'm not happy with the way you you handled this whole situation. So, I'm I'm gonna put you in a match. Oh, you're gonna, put me, you're gonna put me in a match, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. As fifty percent shareholder, I believe I can do that. Uh, you're gonna be in a match this Friday. So so get your gear, you know, dust off your gear, pal. I'm gonna put you in the match with Dmitri Alexandrov. I'm okay with that. You know, Dmitri's a guy that's up and coming in PHPW, but he's gonna better bring his working boots. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, he'll bring it. He'll bring his working boots. He'll. And his working boots are made for walking, and they're going to walk all over you or something to that effect. Got that? Heard a niner in there. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that's... We got a lot of stuff happening on PHPW, and then of course, uh, Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds are, are it's our it's our anniversary event, Big Underscore Bane. I mean, that's one thing we can both agree on. It's going to be quite a night. Absolutely. Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds 2021. It's going to be one heck of an event. I'm excited for it, and uh, hopefully everybody at home is too. 
Absolutely. I'm definitely looking forward to that. It's going to be great. But it's uh, it's about that time, Big Underscore Bane. We have reached the end of our rope of the cringy WCW tournament. Are you ready to crown our uh, champion, our tournament champion? I am absolutely ready. So it came down to our finals here. It was Oklahoma and WCW versus Judy Bagwell on a pole. And um, that it's one of those things. Oklahoma was almost so cringy that it was a clean sweep of the tournament, right? Yeah, and it it was one of those things I felt like uh, after we made the bracket and started the tournament, I I quickly realized, like, okay, Oklahoma is quite unmatched here. Yeah. Um, So it's no surprise to me that uh, he comes out the winner. 69% to 31% Oklahoma is the cringiest moment in WCW history, and I cannot disagree. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it it was a fun tournament. It was really cool to... uh, to dive into that again, but I believe it is uh, it is my turn to pick the next tournament. Is that right? It is. It absolutely is. But I think I want to wait a couple of weeks. Okay. I want to pull a big underscore Bane and just be like, I have nothing prepared. No, no, I, I do, but I, I want to wait. A, <laughs> I want to wait a few weeks um, and just kind of kind of take some time before before we decide our next tournament. But you know, it is it is fun doing these tournaments. Um, which has been your favorite so far? So we've done, we've done this. We've done uh, fictional pro wrestlers, Marvel versus DC. Uh, man, we did some other. Which other ones did we do? I think Marvel versus DC was the second one we did. So we had one right before that. Yeah. Was it was it like best tag teams or something like that? Maybe I don't. I don't think it was best tag teams. I can't remember what it was, but I can't remember either. Yeah, it, it was something. It was fun though. Yeah, it was fun. I don't know. I've had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the uh, Marvel versus DC one. Yeah. Um, I think that's something we could revisit down the line and maybe take out like the main eventers and just maybe do like a uh, second string, third string, you know, Marvel DC. Absolutely. And I think I think that way because you know that one was another one. You know, Batman, Superman, Spider Man. They had handicaps in those, and and um, I think it ended up being Batman versus Spider Man, if I'm not mistaken. So I uh, I actually I think I know what my uh my my tournament's going to be. I just thought of it, and I think it's brilliant. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for it. 90s fads. So something that was popular in the 90s. Okay. So, I mean, that could be like Pogs. Gene Coes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> goosebumps. I mean, bowl cut hairs. Hairstyles. <laughs> the Jeff with the 1F special. <laughs> yes. I rocked I, a hell of a bowl cut back in the day. Dude, you had a ridiculously good bowl cut. I mean, you, oh, were, yeah. you were making it happen. Oh, yeah. You know what's weird is, like, did any of us get that done and look in the mirror at the at the, you know, at the the haircutting place and be like, wow, that's great? <laughs> you know, I, I'll be honest. I think I did because I would put so much hair gel in mine that it laid flat. And I, I used to think, like, damn, that's good. Looks good. <laughs> I remember a kid in my class. We were in elementary school. And he had a bowl cut, but at the very bottom, it turned into a V. And Amazing. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Gosh, damn, that was ugly. Yeah. I mean, I mean so ugly. But for some reason, it was just like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, man. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> well, one, one quick thing I want to throw out there before we uh, dive into our shout-outs. Uh, one of our uh, young listeners celebrated a birthday this week. Yes. Brooks of the Haddocks boys, I believe, turned five. And uh, there's a picture out there on the Twitter world of him rocking our uh, Real American Podcast shirt. Uh, I know he's a, he's a big fan of the show, so we want to give a shout-out to Brooks, man. Happy birthday, bud. Yeah, huge shout-out huge shout to Brooks. Hope hope you had a happy, happy birthday. And, uh, you know, tell your daddy to go buy you some extra candy on us. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, speaking of T-shirts, we got to touch on this, man. We uh, we released a new shirt design uh, this past week over on What a Maneuver. It is our Power Havoc design. It, obviously, this is something we both enjoy as uh, you know seasonal themed shirts. But Jason Wolf made this kind of loosely inspired by like the '90s Halloween Havoc design. Man, it's it's super cool. I can't wait to get mine. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm really excited about that one. I. I actually, that's probably one of my more favorite designs. Um, I completely agree. It's super cool. 
Yeah, I'm a big fan of the uh, just just a big fan of the Halloween designs, and I think I think that's why I was so quick to buy uh, Tales from the Estates shirt because <laughs> yeah. it was like that. Uh, Tells like, from the crypt. Yeah, tells from the crypt, and I was like, "Oh, I need that. Absolutely yeah. need that." And so, I'm uh, super excited to get this one. I'm, I'm all about it. And then we, um, we'll have the ghost goblins and grapple holds uh, design up soon. Also, that's right. And um, so, do we have any PHPW uh, updates? I mean, because we're rolling into October. I don't know if you're planning to make any more shirts this month, or we're going to wait a little bit. Because I know we got a bunch of shirts up right now, and I yeah. personally, I personally want to buy a bunch of them. I just haven't gotten around to it, and. I've kind of thought about holding off a little bit. Um, I think I think it's a good idea. Maybe a month or two. Yeah, and maybe maybe pick it back up uh, in maybe in November or December. Um, just kind of kind of let these breathe and and kind of let everybody. That way, we're not getting backed up. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I mean, I know uh, there's so many designs I want to get, and I, I want to stress out to everybody um, on these shirts. If you buy a shirt for you know doing the favor, Ethan Chambers, Drew Vinsel, like it, you directly support them. So by, by sure. all means, pick up a pick up a shirt. Yeah, and I mean it's it's similar similar concept. You know what I mean? Like how we were talking last week on the show. Like if you want to support guys like Cesaro, go buy his T shirt. Go buy his figures. Right. If you want to if you want to see us push certain guys, go buy their T shirt. You know what I mean? That's the only way they're going to get championships in PHPW. Good lord, man! You're so corrupt. <laughs> but but in this case, I don't I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But but yeah, and what a maneuver um, is a is a really cool place. It's a really it's they're awesome to work with. We have three designs up now on our store. We have the absolutely uh, yeah real American podcast. We have the Power Mowing Hour, which I feel like is a super underrated shirt. It's a really fun design. Yeah, and, and then, that's one that I, I still haven't – I keep forgetting to buy myself. Yeah, I hear you. I, I hear you. I was actually planning to buy both of them, I think, because I haven't bought that one yet either. And I'm, I don't know why. <laughs> I just – sometimes you forget. You know, and I think it's also one of those things with a T-shirt. There's no time limit, so you're just like, oh, I'll get it. I'll get to it eventually. And you know, Right, yep. And then you just kind of forget, but it happens. Yep. Oh, but, yeah, yeah we, have, we have three shirts now in Wada Maneuver. But, again, I think the cool thing about Wada Maneuver is you can directly support a lot of people doing the favor, Tales from the Estate – Fully posable, Dobro, GBM, Ringside Rant, Boot to the Face. I, I might be missing somebody. I, I apologize if I am, but TV Toycast. That's another one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all have we all have shirt stores up there, so um, you know it's a way to buy multiple shirts, save a little bit on your shipping, and the whole deal. It's great stuff. Absolutely. Big underscore Bane. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? That is it. All right. Well, I want to. Of course, throw some shout-outs to some of our podcasting brothers, of course. Uh, Fully Posable, Jeff and Scott, yeah. the Wrestling Figure Podcast. Give them a give them a follow. Check out their show. Last last week, me and uh, Tier 1 Travis Fowler from TB Toycast joined in and got to talk about Owen Hart figures and all kinds of good stuff. So check that out as well. Absolutely. Uh, Scott also has a side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Uh, they're not always right, but they are always drunk. It's fun. Yes, Absolutely. Uh, we already mentioned it before, but doing the favor, Eric and Barry, another great show. I love those guys. Love hearing their podcast. Um, so much fun, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of dropped a bombshell. Eric Brown could be uh, could be wearing some singles gold soon if things go his his way, right? I mean, the man is just built to wear gold. You know what I mean? And so I think it's only fitting. And um, you know, I mean, it might be a good opportunity too, because I mean. It might bring a little bit of inner heat between the two, maybe maybe a little competitive spirit. Maybe now Barry Frost wants some shot at the gold, and you know what I mean. I mean, absolutely, it it's happens. All, yeah, it's it's good times, definitely. So uh, check out those shows. Check out the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. They also have a T-shirt store in What a Maneuver. I forgot about them, so check them out as well. They got, a, I think, like three or four designs up. Yeah, uh, the ring, the ringside rant with RJ is another fun show. The Leisure and Larry, it's podcast with ruthless Ryan Davidson. Boot to the face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife Caitlin, which is um, absolutely phenomenal. I think they did a top five serials just today as we uh, as we record this. And of course, Big yep. Underscore Bane was quick to jump in with his grandpa serials. Yeah, you know, and actually, uh, full disclosure, I, I haven't been able to listen to podcasts all week. I've been training a guy uh, at work, so I, I've fallen behind a little bit. But as soon as I get caught up on podcasts, I'm going to chime in with how wrong he is with his sugary cereal crap and how he needs to be eating the hearty cereals, you know, with the bran and the, and the, and the flakes and things of that nature. So I'm just putting it out there. 
<laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I know. That's uh, fun. Um, uh, rec- uh, rec- uh, my- uh, Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I love those guys over there. Uh, oh, Drew for sure. Yeah, they're great. Great people. Definitely. Love that. Love that show. Love. They're awesome. I know they got twins on the way, which I'm super stoked about. Yeah. Um, uh, Mitch tells me the state uh, wrecked my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Uh, I think they're still doing some stuff on Twilight, which has got to be exhausting. I mean, it's one of those yeah. things like I, I do know. I One thing I enjoy about their show is them talking about bad movies, but I don't envy them watching bad movies. Me and you have done that before, and my God, that, that's that's a task. Yeah, I mean, sitting we sat through some Hulk Hogan movie, and that was just horrendous. Oh, God, horrible. Yeah. No thanks. Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds, pulling up a chair with a chair shot night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast, and then Howlin' with the Wolf with my, with our buddy Jason Wolf, uh, who also does amazing artwork, the Chop Shop, all kinds of great stuff. So check all that stuff out, and uh, we would appreciate it. Uh, just give them follows, check out their stuff, support them. Uh, wrestling yep. comic books, Grapple Hold, To Be the Man, Evil Ain't Good, Tales from Planet, Wrestletopia, Amazon, Comixology, to check those out. And then, of course, me and Bane have other podcasting projects. Uh, you know it's fake, right? Every Monday, just dropped an episode with the Kingpin Mike Isles, which was a fun listen. And uh, you're going to enjoy next week's episode, Big Underscore Bane. I'm, uh, got, I'm sitting down with Soda Hunter. Amazing. Yeah, really fun conversation. So I'm, I'm excited for everyone to hear that. That's and awesome. Then, and then, of course, uh, the TV Toy Cast with me and Travis Fowler. This, uh, just today, as we record this, we dropped an episode on... Uh, Wave two of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is fun. That's the line, the the wave that featured Casey Jones, which is still one of my favorite turtle figures of all time. Yep. So that's very cool stuff. And then, of course, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. I know uh, me and Bill made some executive decisions without you, and you weren't, you weren't too pleased about it, were you? And Bill has no right to have, make executive decisions. He's not even a, an owner. I don't, I don't know why he's even allowed in the conversation, but it... It just makes no sense, but you know, if you, it'll make it might make sense down the road. You never know. It better not. I I hope not. Uh, but <laughs> if if you ever want to hear Billy B on on the uh, on on your audio again, head on over to Patreon. Um, dollar a month right now. He's commenting with me on adrenaline, and uh, it's it's a living nightmare. Uh, but you know, October's coming up. I mean, hell, it's already October as this drops, and. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Halloween's coming up, so that means, you know, I'm sure we'll have a Halloween special, and who knows, before too long, it might be, you know, time for season five. I don't know. It could be. Uh, Speaking of Halloween special, October the 8th, it's going to be a pretty good day. We're going to see the debut of The Freaks, right? Yes, The Freaks will be dropping on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, wherever you listen to your your, uh, tunes, so check that out. Um, I've been kind of dropping a little... Little promo video here and there have been, um, you know, really um, making some people in this house uncomfortable that I live in um, because of that, you know, particular promo videos. So uh, that image also, it's not exclusive to your house. That also made me uncomfortable. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, uh, I, I have no problem making myself look like a fool to, to promote my music. So it's just one of those things. And it's, um, I, I'm I'm really excited about this song. I think it's I think it's going to be a fun fun song, and I hope everybody enjoys it. And it's again, it's a huge departure from anything I've ever done. So this will be this will be interesting to see how people react to it. Definitely, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I can't wait. So the freaks, October the eighth. Check it out. It's going to be available on all your all the ways you stream your music. So get ready for it. It's going to be great. Absolutely. Uh, if you want to support us, Patreon.com forward slash BBPH is the way to do that. You get the weekly energy shot. You get Breaker Retro Gamer, about once a month, you get PHPW Adrenaline. In fact, I've actually been throwing up a couple of uh, videos up there on Patreon for everybody. Yes. I, did a, I did an unboxing of my uh, IVP Videos uh, Puro Box. In fact, uh, I got the Blu-ray right here. If anyone hasn't seen the video, I got the best of Dusty Roads in Madison Square Garden. Awesome. So pretty fun release. And uh, I also did an unboxing of the Akito Warriors. So you can see that. There's also going to be a third one coming up soon. I just haven't released it yet, so that would be kind of something fun to do from time to time. And um, 
yeah, um, it's a great way to support us. And um, we're not like selling content. I don't look at it that way. I just, if you want to support us, it's a good way to do that. And, uh, you know, we give you all these little thank yous if you do it. So it's great stuff. For sure. Uh, uh, Outsiders Beard Co. If you've got a beard, get you uh, get you some beard balm and beard oil. All that good stuff. Definitely, yeah. False scents are up. And let me tell you, guys, with beards, the ladies love the way your beard smell when you have this shit in your beard. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there. If, you know, if, if your beard smells musky, you're going to want to put some of my balm in your beard. Let me put my balm in your beard. Let me put my butter in your beard. All right? Let me do it. Getting a little bit into that weird area, man. <laughs> but uh, I can I can appreciate your uh, your thoughts there. But yeah, it's, definitely uh, get it's, you some it's beard the balm. truth. Yeah, get you some beard balm, beard oil, make it happen. It's great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, finally, uh, if you want to pick up a T-shirt of ours, there's several ways to do it. Uh, there's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker. There's bbph.redbubble.com there's whatamaneuver.net search by store for breaker in bane's power hour also big underscore bane has a shirt store as does the tb toy cast and many yes. of our podcasting buddies and then of course also phpwshop.com you can buy individual t-shirts of a lot of the phpw superstars and event shirts for uh fatality and coming soon ghost goblins and grapple holds absolutely so uh check all that good stuff out anything else man that's it Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. And we will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs>「It ain't over till I say it's over」So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Psycho! Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.